Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. The Rookie Fever Podcast. We just having fun and we working, baby. That's it, baby. And welcome to the Rookie Fever Podcast. I am Mike the Feverish Fenero, and I'm here to bring you another 2023 rookie player profile. And I'm here with John Arrington. You can find him on Twitter at Dynasty Coach A. You can hear him on the Monocle Dynasty Podcast and Devi devotional and full tilt debbie podcast john how are you man doing awesome thank you so much for having me back on i'm very happy to be back and and uh yeah you can definitely check me out on any of those podcasts obviously you can tell i like talking (laughs) well we like hearing you and that's why we have you on rookie fever thanks again for joining us uh you ready to get into this absolutely i can't wait to talk about my boy rookie fevers Profile edition. Nice. Well, let's start right there. Please tell our listeners who you chose and why. All right. So I chose Josh Downs. Uh, you kind of gave me a, a, a small list, and I, I gave some players that that I love and some players that I hate. I chose Josh Downs. He kind of became my baby last year. Nice. Um, a lot of people like him or liked him, but it was always kind of the same thing and i won't get into like why people were kind of like oh but he's not to this level just Mm -hmm. yet we can get into it later on but there was always like but he's really good but and so i just looked at his profile and i said no he's just really good (laughs) i just want (laughs) i like him i want him on my team i want to draft him when he's a rookie i want him on my c2c team i want him on my debbie teams whatever uh i just really like him and so that's why i'm talking about him today you know who else liked him tulane nc state Boston College, Appalachian State, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Cincinnati, Kentucky, West Virginia, Iowa State, Michigan, Louisville, Oregon, Temple, Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Tennessee, Penn State, and North Carolina. Wow. <laughs> All yeah, schools I mean, that liked him coming out of high school. Yeah, I mean, he he has just about everything that you would want, uh, you know, from a recruit level and everything. And, uh, you know, he didn't start off too hot in his career, but man, mm-hmm. he, he picked up steam very quickly after that. <laughs> you nailed one of my early questions, so I'll go right to it. So we had two very productive years, right? So we had last year, 1,029 yards and 11 touchdowns on 94 catches. 2021, just the year before that, 101 catches for 1,335 yards. Absolute stellar college performances. Are you worried about that freshman season? in 2020 where he literally did not see the field four games, seven catches. No, I, I really, I'm really not. I mean, I know that they didn't end up turning into anything, but there were some, you know, actual NFL players that, that got drafted yes, um, were. That, that were ahead of them. And, you know, we see that, you know, and I'm, I'm newer to the Debbie game, but I've been doing it for a couple of years now and I'm a quick learner and I, I'm seeing that, it's pretty normal. It's pretty common for for these freshman wide receivers to to not you know step in. Marvin Harrison Jr. is considered one of the best wide receivers in the game right now, if not the best game or wide receiver in college football right now. He had like 160 yards in his freshman Love season. It. So you know that just goes to show you. Um, now he he was also in Ohio State with Garrett Wilson and and Chris Olave and JSN. So I mean he 
he has an excuse as well. But I'm just saying uh, I don't freak out about that too much. But I do like to see when they do get on the field that freshman year, do they do they do anything at all? And so, you know, I, I look I, I like to see a lot of things like uh, yards per reception. It's a basic stat, but you can kind of pick up on athleticism. You can pick up on certain things. Um, are they a good route runner? Do they have athleticism to, you know, get deep down the field? excuse me, deep down the field, that kind of thing. And while he didn't do anything amazing, he only had seven receptions for 119 yards. He did have uh, 17 yards per reception and three touchdowns in only four games. So, you know, it's it's nothing amazing, but I, I look for little things like that. Like, can can he, or can you pick up something from him and say, okay, I see a flash there. It did kind of pop out to me. The three touchdowns that you mentioned absolutely popped off a little bit because I'm like, wait a minute. The guy had seven catches, but three touchdowns. That's that's insane. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that it, and the reason I wanted to ask you if it were if it worried you and I love that you brought the Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, comparison up because I didn't know that his freshman year was that light was it was this Diami Brown, Daz Newsome. You know what I mean? These weren't yeah. like these weren't these weren't like the situation you mentioned with Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. And then I looked at Sam Howell's yards that year and he threw for through through for over 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. Yes. Carter was on that team. Yes. Javante Williams was on that team. So they, there was absolutely NFL caliber talent on the team, but I, I, I still really like your answer because I, I think that um, it, it might be one of the buts, right? It might be somebody might say, yeah, but like he, you know, I would have liked to see something his freshman year. Right. Uh, that yeah, does sound and- like a smaller, but. It gets really tough because in, in, you know, in the NFL, generally speaking, you see talent rise very quickly, yeah. you know, like a Garrett Wilson didn't take very long to become Garrett Wilson this year, you know, and, and so on and so forth with these rookies. Uh, but in college, it's just really not the same. There's like a complete hierarchy and it sometimes it just takes time for these coaches to even realize it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're sitting there like screaming at the coaches through your TV, like, put this player in the game you know and so as much as we would love to just say that every single player that's going to be great is going to step on the field day one and put up a thousand yards it's just really not possible and so i try not to hold it against them too much would i like to see it of course i would have loved for him to have 700 yards or whatever but that's why like i try to I try to pick out, I try to be optimistic about it, I guess, is the good way to look at it and say, you know, I try to pick out the good things and say, was there, you know, were there some good things? Then I can say, okay, well, at least I can feel good about it going forward. Absolutely. So let's talk about his game. So he, uh, 72% um, of his targets were in this lot and, uh, oh, 74, actually 74 of his targets were in the slot. Uh, is that who? Josh Downs is at this point um, coming into the NFL, at least doesn't mean that, you know, four or five years in, he can't, he can't evolve, but given his size, given how much he did work in the slot at North Carolina, is that, is that who we're looking at here? Are we looking for a a slot player here? You know, last year in 2021, he, he was mostly in the slot and, you know, you, you really, that that's one of the big butts for people is, he's really good, but he's a slot receiver. And then you said the other one, he's really good, but he's small mm-hmm. and, or he's not very big, whatever. First of all, I mean, I, I, I think we've seen enough good, smaller wide receivers at this point to not freak out about size. I'm, I don't get into BMI. I do a lot of research on these guys, you know, like people were completely off of Devonte Smith because of his mm-hmm. BMI and because of his size. And I mean, that dude is just bawling right now. Physical too. Lamb, 
Yeah, exactly. CeeDee Lamb, physical. another one. I mean, they look they they don't just like they don't just Tyler Lockett it and and catch the ball and fall down. Even though there's nothing wrong with the Tyler Lockett's a stud too, but <laughs> he's trying to save himself. Um, but I think we've seen enough good quality wide receivers that we don't freak out about five, 10, 180 anymore. He he's not just a slot receiver. Um, you know, I think that it's definitely more of his game, and that's probably what he he'll be pigeonholed into. But you know, it it might not sound like a great comp right now, but you know, because of what happened this season. But if we think back to Elijah Moore's um, rookie year where, you know, everyone was thinking that he was going to be just a slot receiver mm-hmm. and he did a little bit of everything that rookie year. Now this past year, I have no idea what happened. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, A little bit of everything. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it kind of reminds me of that where, Yes, he's going to start in the slot. He's going to play in the slot, but hopefully a team will be smart and move him all around because he definitely has the ability and the speed to do that's whatever what the hell you need him to do. That's where I was going next because three-sport athlete, right? Uh, football, basketball, and track. My my optimism, as you, as you said earlier, would be that he can own a slot role but also be used as a field stretcher. Is that a possibility? Is that in his range of outcomes as, as an NFL wide receiver? So I don't get into, you know, some, some people on Twitter or, you know, uh, just on different content uh, sites and everything, they'll, they'll get into actually predicting yeah. 40 times and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't do that, but I went onto a couple sites. Kind of a waste I, of time. I, <laughs> probably, <laughs> but I went onto a couple sites and uh, just looking to see like what people are projecting for them. And I saw everything from a four, three, four, which seems kind of crazy, but I yeah. mean, it's not impossible to uh, more of like a four, four, two. But regardless, I think that you're, you're going to see a speedy wide receiver, shifty small you know like that he's gonna be able to do everything that you want from that slot but then like you said i mean if he can run a four four he's gonna be able to go on the outside and catch a deep ball as well and he has great hands obviously we see with the touchdowns and everything like he's Uh he's a red zone threat as well he's not just this like you know i guess when i think of a a slot you know i think one of the best slots it's keenan allen but keenan allen's always been no touchdowns. You know, he just doesn't score, but he gets, you know, 12 catches a game. Yep. And so it doesn't matter because you're so happy that you got 12 extra points from that and everything. Oh, yeah. But I think that you have kind of the best of both worlds here where you have a guy that can do that. He can play that role. He can catch a lot of balls, but then he's also a threat in, in the red zone, which we see here in, uh, in North Carolina. How good of a route runner do you think he is? Generally speaking, you're not going to see somebody, you know, produce the way that he produces and, you know, hit the numbers and the levels that he hits if you can't do certain things, <laughs> you know, like um, you're going to, you're not going to see a hundred receptions for 1300 you know, yards. You're going to, if he's just a, a nine route runner, you're going to see, you know, 60 receptions for a thousand yards or, or whatever. It's, it's not going to be like that. Usually if you're getting a hundred receptions, that means you're getting open. That means that you're a, a viable route runner and, and, you know, and all that. And, um, I've heard, you know, like the, my co-host on the Debbie devotional, uh, is also a pretty big fan of Josh Downs and, you know, like he's into the film watching and all that kind of stuff. And, and I've heard him talk about it and, and you know, he talks about his route running and, nice. and everything. So while I can't get into the actual d- descriptive nature of it, <laughs> I can tell you he's probably a pretty good route. runner. I saw him mocked at 38 overall to the Carolina path Panthers on USA today's DraftWire.com. in that same mock. Will Levis was drafted by the Panthers eight overall. So I have a few questions in that scenario. 
first, do you see Downs going that early in the draft, like top 40? And if you do, what do you think of this landing spot? And then does Will Levis move the needle negative or positive for you? <laughs> All right. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot uh, there. I, I, I do think that that's around where he's going to go. Okay. Um, you know, I, I've heard anywhere, uh, even a while back, I, you know, I, I was hearing uh, first round talk about him. Now he got hurt towards the end of this last year. And so, you know, maybe that hurt his stock a little bit. You know, we'll have to see. Maybe he can go crush the combine. Maybe he will run a four three four, and then you know, who knows? He he will be up in the first round. Yeah, good point. Um, as far as the landing spot, um, you said the Panthers, right? Yeah, Carolina Panthers. So, <laughs> so I, I might be on an island here, but I'm a very big Matt Corral fan, and I think that. Uh, I'd be perfectly fine with him going to the Panthers. You could have DJ Moore on the outside. You could have him there, you know, in the slot. I with Corral throwing the ball, I'd be very happy about that. When you throw Will Levis into the mix, is when <laughs> I'm no longer happy about it. Uh, not only does that screw up my my love for Matt Corral, uh, I think it's it's kind of crappy that he doesn't really get a shot in this scenario. But more importantly, Will Levis is not a quality quarterback. <laughs> like he is just not good. You can say he's toolsy and and he has the things that NFL teams want, and that's what you see in here, and that's fine. But that just means he's a project. And yeah. you know, like I, if you're talking about, do I want Josh Downs to go there? No, I don't want Josh Downs to go there if he's going to be with the project QB. I want Got him to it. go to a a good quality QB that can play right now, whether that's Matt Crowell or somebody else. Who knows about the Will Levis predictions? It's a little early to start, you know, putting him in Carolina, but let's for now forget that ever happened. Um, it seems like the, <laughs> the the talk, and obviously it's still early on and a yeah. lot's going to change, but the talk really seems to be that uh, Indianapolis really likes Will Levis and they're at four, uh, whether they trade up or whether they just stay put and, and take them at four. Um, obviously nothing's guaranteed this time, you know, last year people were saying that Pittsburgh was absolutely taking Malik Willis if they made mm -hmm. it to him and all that kind of stuff. And then of course that didn't happen. And they also said that the, um, that the lions were taking Malik Willis at two. So, I mean, it's, it's all you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it, take it with a grain of salt, but um, I am hearing a lot of people talking about the Colts liking Will Levis. Yeah, well, that's valuable. I agree with you. We've all got burnt last year with these quarterbacks, so we're we're going to believe it when we see it this time. You probably didn't do rankings this early, so I'm not going to ask you for a dead set ranking on the player, but if you were just going to look at this rookie class and you were going to put him in a range, where about would you put him in this rookie class? I can talk about that. And also, I, I went back and I, because I have not fully finalized my ranks for this year, cool. but I went back and looked at where I would have him in last year's I ranks. love that uh, yeah that might be easier for people to understand yeah uh, because they can sit there and go oh i really like this guy or i hate that guy or whatever love it. um but for this year i i really think that he, I, I would have him at the like end of the first somewhere around there but i was uh looking at my rankings from last year and i had uh i had a garrett wilson Traylon burks Drake London, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams. Those were my top five for, for the wide receivers this past year. It was the top two were in a tier of their own. And then there was a tier of three with Olave, uh, or uh, London, Olave, and Williams. And they were essentially tied. And he's essentially tied with them. Oh, wow. So 
that, wow. that goes wow. to show you, you know, how yeah. at least my model feels about him. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I guess, you know, like I said, we're kind of projecting here and everything, but uh, it's definitely, uh, it's a fan. Uh, the model's a fan of, uh, of downs. And, and like I said, I'm a pretty big fan as well. So that's why I'm very happy if I can get him at the, the end of the first, I'm feeling really good about that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that 111 to 202 area, like you're going to feel pretty nice. Um, all right. This is, this is the perfect time, uh, during the profile where I like to pull the rug from underneath you a little bit and ask you to talk about the negatives. What are some of the concerns you have with this player? I know you talked about other people's concerns, but what are your concerns with this player and how it will impact them potentially in the NFL? I mean, like I said, I don't really freak out about size, so that doesn't really truly bother me or anything. Um, I, I don't love that. Uh, you know, I, I told you I'm pretty big in uh, yards per reception. I don't mm-hmm. love this yards per reception came down each year. Uh, that part isn't great because, uh, you know, while I can probably explain it away, it's just probably also me making excuses for him because he was injured this last year. Um, so, you know, I, I can say that I think he would have been at least closer to that 13.2 he had in his sophomore year, but he was down at 10.9 this year. Uh, he missed a month. Uh, he got hurt week one, or it was actually like week zero, and uh, he missed a month of, of uh, games. It ended up only being two games, but he missed like literally or 27 days or whatever yeah, uh, after that. And then he did nothing his first game back, you know, which you can kind of expect. So that kind of pulls it away. And then he got hurt uh towards the end of the year and you could see i was watching the games and you could just see he was not 100 percent, but he was still out there i kind of it's one of those things where i appreciate it like i i appreciate the fact that he's out there giving it his all yeah. but i kind of just wanted to be like dude just don't play if you're not 100 yeah. percent. you know so it's tough but um that's one thing that i don't love and then you know the other thing is is if he's going to be pigeonholed into that slot only okay. and depending on the team and everything then sometimes that can be rough um, you know, if the team just doesn't use the slot properly, doesn't uh, move players around and, and do different things, then, you know, maybe that won't be, you know, ideal. But I think that he's a, a quality enough, you know, talent that I'm not going to truly care. I'm not, none of those, uh, you know, are going to make me think twice about drafting him, especially at that. Now, if I was, if somebody's like, oh, you have to draft him at 102, I might start nitpicking a little bit more. Yeah, you know? of course. You said two things at the top of the profile that I 100% agree with. And it's it's first off, this size isn't what it used to be, right? There's more wide receivers at this size than there ever have been. He hasn't measured yet, so we don't know that he truly is the size that we have here, which is 5'10", 175. Um, recently, even up to five years ago, players are coming in the NFL. Same thing with the slot. At the one point, the slot used to be like the, your second or third wide receiver. There are there are wide receiver ones now that are slot wide receivers. So it's 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 a different game. Uh, we have to think about these players differently. Uh, if we bring those biases in, uh, it, it can it can hurt us. It can have us miss on 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 good players. And uh, and you mentioned just a couple of them at the top of the show. So I think they were really two really good points you mentioned. I wanted to reiterate here. Give me a juicy landing spot that I didn't give you because you, you like the Carolina one, but give me a nice juicy landing spot for Josh Downs. 
Where would you I like mean, to I, I see I talked that? about it before, you know, but Keenan Allen's not long for this world. Yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously, he would probably be sitting behind him for a little bit. Of or course. maybe they can yep. mix them both in or do whatever. But, I mean, you think about Justin Herbert throwing to Josh Towns, and they definitely utilize the slot pretty damn well. Um, that's the first one that popped into my head. I, I'm sure I could come up with some other ones. But, you know, that just thinking that that would be a great pick for that team because they know that Keenan Allen, I mean, he missed, he already missed six games this past yep. year, yep. Um, you know, that he could easily take over that spot and they were hurting when he was out uh, for sure. And then obviously Mike Williams misses like half the year every year yeah. as well. So, and, but I, like I said, I, I don't think he's slot only. So even if they say, Hey, you know, play on the outside, we have Keenan Allen. We don't need you in the slot play on the outside for now, you know, see what you can do. That might actually be better for him year one, but he can still kind of learn from Keenan Allen. Uh, and then eventually they can work him in and, and maybe he has a little bit better profile at that point. Cause he can literally do, you know, both jobs at that point. So I never asked um, any of our guests to do a, a player comp, but I do find one out there and I found it in multiple places. It's probably the size thing. And you probably, and you already said his name to be honest, which is Tyler Lockett. What do you think yeah. about the player comparison to, to Tyler Lockett? You dig it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they they have a lot of similar qualities. You know, uh, maybe uh, I, I don't I I don't remember what Lockett's actual like speed score is or anything like that. But yeah. I know he's quick. He's quick. I, I think he's more quick than actual like long speed. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, you know, but I, I love Tyler Lockett. Like he's one of my favorite wide receivers. He's always underrated and. You know, I, I think that I do see a lot of that in the game. I, my comp has been for like, you know, at least like a year or so, like Elijah Moore for, uh, you know, for Josh Downs. But like I said, nice. that's kind of, <laughs> people don't like that when you say Elijah Moore anymore. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that, I I think that Elijah Moore is still a talented wide receiver. I do. Too. Maybe there's just some stuff going on there, yeah. whether it's in his head or just the Jets in general or or whatever. Um, but I see a lot of similarities between you know those two players as well. But I, I really do. I've never really thought about the Lockett one, but that one makes a lot of sense. Before we move on to the final two questions, is there anything else you want to get out there to our listeners about Josh Jones? I don't want to bore people. And so that's why I'm not just sitting here spewing numbers over and over and over again and everything. But I do want to get into it. Uh, some of the things and the reason why I have him in the same tier as these guys like Chris Olave and stuff like that. Some of the things I look at are PPR points per touch. It's proven that uh, if you score PPR points or you score points in college, you can score points in the NFL. Like it, they're, they're correlated. It makes a lot of sense. So you look at, a guy like uh, Garrett Wilson, he he had 3.5 PPR points per touch. Uh, Chris Olave, 3.7 PPR points per touch. Uh, and this is in their college career. And then Jameson Williams, 4.1. And we have Josh Downs at 3.5. He's right there with them. Um, you know, and, and that's not the end all be all. Do not ever just look at one stat and go, sure. oh, that's why, you know, I'm going <laughs> to draft this guy because he has the same PPR points. No. But, you know, these are things that we're looking for. The breakout age, I don't get too crazy with it, but it's nice to see. I look at, uh, you know, total receiving yards, you know, for their career. And you really like to see them up over a thousand yards for their best season. And he's up there, you know, 1300 yards for his best season. And you see the same thing with, you know, Lave actually was a little bit lower. His, his best season was only it was actually a little bit under a thousand. But then you see Garrett Wilson over a thousand, Traylon Burks eleven hundred, Jameson Williams almost sixteen hundred, Drake London eleven hundred. So he's up in that top tier um, for their best season, showing that they can be productive, 
you know, on a field, um, things like that. Receiving yards uh, per team pass attempt. That's a thing that you've probably heard a million times or seen Mm -hmm. on Twitter. People love using yards per team pass attempt and they overuse it, unfortunately, (laughs) but it is good, you know, good thing to look at. And so, you know, you're looking at uh, a 2.7 for Drake London, 2.8 for uh, Jameson Williams, 3.2 for Chris Olave, and then we have 2.7 for for Josh Downs. So he's up there, you know, hitting those thresholds, all those things. Uh, But then one of the ones that I really look for is uh, receiving market share. And, you know, some people get into Dominator, which looks at market share and touchdowns and stuff like that. I've really just fallen in love with receiving market share. Uh, You know, it's basically just saying how important was this player to that team, you know? And so I look for, you know, their, their best season and, you know, you're looking at the same guys, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, uh, Garrett Wilson at 31% of uh, in, in their best season, Traylon Burks, 45%. Uh, Jameson Williams, 31%, Drake London, 32 and Chris Olave, 33 Josh Downs was at 40% in wow. that sophomore year of his of the team's market share. I mean, he was almost 50%, almost wow. half of the team's, you know, yardage went to Josh Downs. And then obviously, you know, a good amount of the touchdowns and everything as well. But that's where that's where I get into the PPR points per touch is more of like the touchdowns and stuff, seeing are they scoring points? you know, whether it's catching the ball, whether it's scoring touchdowns, all that kind of stuff. So you you mold all of that stuff together and that's where you start looking at it. Like this is an elite profile. Uh, you know, it might not be that tier one. I don't have them, you know, up in that top tier, uh, like a JSN this year, you know, like a Garrett Wilson from this past year, Traylon Burks. I had them at a higher level, but I mean, he's right up there in somebody nice. that I, I would love to have anyway. Are we ready to move on from Josh Downs to the final two questions? I want to make sure you covered everything you wanted to. I think so. I mean, if, if people awesome. haven't gathered it yet, I really like Josh Downs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I think you like him so much. I'm a little worried about the next question. Who right. is your guy in this year's draft? Who are you hanging your hat on? <laughs> it, I mean, obviously it's Josh Downs. It's but Josh Downs. I, I have a, I, I have a backup. Thank um, you. I have so there's a running back, like I said, it's a really good running back class. Yes. Uh, but there's a running back that a lot of people really didn't think was even going to be coming out this year, you know, maybe like four months ago, three months ago. Uh, they And then I really didn't hear his name very often. And that's where I start picking up, you know, maybe I'm just call me contrarian or whatever. Um, but once again, I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, Kendra Miller is just mm. standing out. And I love Kendra Miller. And we did a mock draft, like a way too early mock draft for, you know, rookie drafts, uh, maybe three months ago, something like that. And I mentioned Kendra Miller on the Full Tilt Debbie podcast. And my co-host uh, Andy was like, really? You think he's coming out? I was like, yeah, you know, I really do. I, you know, I would love for him to come out. He's like, yeah, I, I love him as well. But I just don't know if he's actually, you know, going to enter the draft. And of course, now, you know, we know that he's definitely entering the draft. But I still don't really see a lot of people giving him his credit is due. I mean, the dude balled out and I don't know how much you know about all these prospects, but you know, Zach Evans is considered one of the top prospects mm-hmm. in the, you know, one of the top running backs in this class. Um, I guess, depending on who you talk to, some people have them at one and then other people have them at like 10. It's, it's kind of weird uh, <laughs> how it all works out, but we get excited about that. Cause that means that you could probably get him late, you know, like a steal in certain drafts and stuff. Um, but Zach Evans is very good. The thing is, Zach Evans and Kendra Miller were on the same team last year, and they performed very similarly. So, you know, you have 
Zach Evans being talked about as one of the top running backs, but then you don't really have Kendra Miller in the same, you know, in the same realm or in this, in the same conversations. And yet they perform very similarly on the same team. Then Zach Evans leaves, goes to another team, does about the same. And then Kendra Miller, you know, takes another step forward. He scored a touchdown. I don't remember if the, if the uh, record got broken or whatever, but he scored a touchdown in consecutive games for like the, almost the entire season, every single week. And I, like I said, I don't know if he finished it because, but I remember it like week, 12 or week 11 or something like that. I remember hearing he's scored at least one touchdown in every single game this season. And that's a pretty wild stat, but um, yeah, I, I love Kendra Miller. And I guess if I can't say Josh Downs, then he would have to be my guy. 225 pounds. Love the size as a freshman in 2019 rushed for 946 yards at 20 touchdowns with 29 catches for another 203 as a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. I, he, I, I have my eye out for that guy. I might wind up falling for him a little later on when I actually do my profile to see what happens. All right. So <laughs> last question, and then I'll get you out of here. One guy you just aren't going to touch. And it seems like everyone's going to overdraft. Um, I, I can go with the easy and the obvious one, which is going to be Anthony Richardson and okay. or Will Levis. Um, I, I really don't like either one. Um, they're, they're going to go in the first round of rookie drafts and there's no way in hell I'm paying a first round pick. Both of those players, I guess I can just kind of combine them, but you know, I feel about very similarly to them or about them. <laughs> Both of them are very raw. If they are going to take that amazing step at some point, it's not going to be year one. Um, I'm not drafting a player that I don't think is going to be good for a year or two. In, in the first round, I'm, especially right. in this class, there's way too many good players for me to be like, oh, yeah, let me take this project that could possibly become something at some point when right. I have a Kendra Miller, a Josh Downs, you know, like those kind of players that I can still go draft. Uh, you know, it's not like in previous years or certain years where, you know, it's like, oh, well, if I don't take him now, there's really no one else. I might as well just go ahead and take him and you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So uh, there's just there's no way I will never write somebody completely off my board. I'm not that way, um, but I'm they're never going go to high. get yeah, either one of them. Them. Somebody, somebody's always going to take them before I would take them. John, I, mean, I cannot thank you enough. I appreciate you joining me today to talk about Josh Downs. Please tell everyone where they can find you, your content, and anything else you have coming up that you want to promote. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said before, I'm the host of the Monocle Dynasty podcast, the Debbie Devotional podcast, and the Full Tilt Debbie podcast. So you can hear me on all of those. Uh, the, the Full Tilt one is weekly on Wednesdays. Debbie Devotionals is usually every other week, although we've been a little hit or miss lately. Um, and then the, the Monocle is kind of whenever i have extra time <laughs> at this point used to be a weekly thing but man i'll tell you it's uh time has gotten a lot more difficult <laughs> more recently my wife bought a business and it's, it's yeah oh, it's wow. been a whole thing so <laughs> we uh we don't have nearly as much time as we used to but i, I love talking about you know football whether it's dynasty Debbie, all that kind of good stuff and uh yeah you can find me on twitter at dynasty coach a i'm always willing to help people you know whether it's with uh trades whether it's with uh you know with Debbie prospects or whatever. And kind of my, my big thing that I, that I love doing now is helping people make better dynasty leagues, whether it's more fun, better settings. I've been trying to fix 
dynasty football or fantasy football, I should say, because um, I think the QB situ or QB scoring is broken. I think wide receiver scoring is broken, really running back all of it. Uh, so I've gone through, I've made some like crazy changes. Uh, all of my new leagues have those scoring changes in them, but I've heard only good things. People love them. Nice. Uh, I do some crazy like themes and stuff like that. So if you want ideas, if you want uh, questions or, or help setting up a league, whatever, DM me and I could definitely help you out because I have a lot of experience with that as well. I can definitely vouch for you, Johnny. You're always out there trying to help people. Um, uh, you know, you even mentioned the the monocle. I know there's the, you did like a whole episode on just trying to help people distribute their content and start a podcast. And and uh, I think that's I think that's really awesome that that you're that kind of guy and um, that you are doing that for other people. It's so easy to come out here and just try to get as many followers on your Twitter handle as possible and as many listeners on your podcast. It, 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 to me, it's a lot more to, to give back. And I think that it's good for the industry and what's good for the industry is good for us. So I yeah. love that you're doing that and I appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you as well. <laughs> Thanks again, John. And thank you, our listeners, for making the Rookie Fever podcast part of your day, evening, morning, whenever and wherever you listen. Uh, we thank you and Swagzilla Zero G thanks you as well. Make sure you listen to all the rookie profiles in this 2023 series. This is the Rookie Fever Podcast. Please do not forget to rate and review and do not forget to be awesome. When you kiss me, when you hold me tight. In the morning, fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, more lights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you're gone, gonna treat you right. Rookie fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. something you all know fever isn't such a new thing fever started long ago now who got the one-on-one scouting has never done this to be throwing run i told you anyone size and speed just on real landing spot not ideal wait what's this break out a full rookie fever stage romeo loved juliet juliet she felt the same when he put his arms around her he said julie baby you're my friend I'll give a fever When we kiss it Fever without blaming you Fever I'm a fire Fever, yeah, I burn for soon Fever, Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and he got the fever, no cure for the fever, so let's beat the fever, thank God for the fever, thank God for the fever. Fever, now you got the 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 f